Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping in before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page, where you can get lots of extra episodes of this show, including our reviews of other school-based shows, extended versions of our cast member interviews, the Waterloo Road fan fiction that we're writing, our Waterloo Road awards, it's all there at patreon.com slash Pod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already hit that subscribe button. So thank you to Avid Collector, to Laura, to Joe Buckle, to Becky, to Helen who is on Instagram at red.head.red. Thank you to Peter, to Holly, to Sarah Mython, to Tom Percival, to Eve, to Mel, to Charlotte, to Hannah Louise who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Ollie C, to Kat, to Matthew Kumar, to Georgia Leah, who is the Avocado Bath on both Instagram and TikTok. Thank you to Aya, to Frank, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Lou Parsons, to Alicia, to Maddie, to Lottie Smith, to Joel, to Emmy, and finally thank you to Natalie, who you can find on Instagram at NatalieTheBookReader. All of your support is much appreciated by Luke and myself. And if you are listening to this now and would love to join that list of shout outs and get your hands on all of those exclusive podcasts, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Waterloo Road pod. And now without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast and the return of Bolton Smoke. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson for the return of Bolton Smiley. Yes, what a day. A few references. It took me more than five minutes to remember who Danielle Harper was. (laughs) Isn't it funny how at the time we were like, oh, this is sort of okay, this stuff with Bolton and Danielle and all of that lot. And now it feels like like sunlit uplands. You're like, oh, do you remember those days? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Most weeks we'd go, that's all fine, yeah. Yeah, I yearn for it. Yeah. Yes, I believe the Office Ladies podcast does this, where they go back on episodes that they've already reviewed to go back on to talk about more things they might have missed. Yeah. Do you Uh, want to watch any of these episodes again? Um... No, well, <laughs> if people would be interested in picking episodes for Patreon specials where they made us rewatch it, maybe. Um, because I would be genuinely interested, but only under coercion, um, in seeing just how, how the older genu- stuff... You can't be genuinely interested and require coercion. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's clubs in London that, ca- that caters to that kind of thing. <laughs> this episode is called Sanctuary. Okay. I don't know why. Is it because Waterloo Road is Bolton's sanctuary? But is it? It doesn't prove to be a sanctuary. <laughs> the, the episode doesn't suggest that. Mm. Oh, yeah, it feels like they're just making titles. Yeah. 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 Remember, they call one episode Paradise Lost. Yeah. Um, so, Scout sees Rhiannon, like, sleeping in the garden of the schoolhouse. Have you ever slept outside after a night out? No. No. Just... <laughs> um, apparently, she was at a party with Barry Never Barry. Um... And she implies that they slept together, and she says that he was gentle and romantic. Mm, at that age? No. 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 Well, we saw the video. Mm. Yeah, and as we know, because of the time 
stance of how we figured out how long he was having sex with that kid's mum. <laughs> this is our life. It's a thing we do <laughs> yeah. with our spare time. <laughs> he he was not he was not putting in the groundwork. He weren't he weren't doing anything gentle or romantic. No, no. So then, uh, about, Rhiannon turns up at school, and Nikki confronts her over her lack of improvement. Yeah, it's all weird. This is coming to a head in this week. Yeah. But I don't care. Um, Connor is on probation. It's not clear whether that's probation in the legal sense or probation in the school sense. I, I, I'm going to guess he's probably on probation in both. Well, quite possibly. Quite yeah. possibly. He, he's a school burner. <laughs> yes. He's a fire starter. Yeah. He's been fire starting. He's been, he's been fire starting wherever he goes. Yeah. But he's been, he's been transferred to the PRU. Yeah. But how? Does the fact he's in the PRU have any bearing on things? Not really. No. It just means he's in the room when the hostage situation happens. But also he has That's to... why he's in the PRU, because he needed to be in the room for the hostage situation, uh... so that Imogen would realise that she but, loves yeah, him. Yeah, Imog- Imogen's the bad guy. That's yeah. what she needed to happen. Yeah. So uh, Colin needed to be put in mortal peril. <laughs> I mean, surely you could have just set another fire to do yeah. that. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have to go out of your way to write the arsonist in some form of danger. No, no, I suppose not, no. Um, so we see Bolton. He is at school in uh, in his uh, military dress. Um, he says he's on manoeuvres in the area and uh, Mr Clarkson had always said he could pop in if you happen to be in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. When did this conversation between Tom and Bolton happen? Yeah, Tom, when Bolton left Waterloo Road in Rochdale, yeah. he said, you're always welcome in Waterloo Road. Bolton, ever the academic, <laughs> um, stuck tight to yeah. the movements of his former yeah. school. Because as you know, former schools, they move. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When, what, what a coincidence that it happens to be here where I'm on manoeuvres. Yeah. Um, yes, I found that very strange. Yeah. Like, are, are they in regular contact? Yeah. I, I assume not. Yeah. Waterloo reunited. Yeah. We're, we're led to believe it's canon. Yeah. Because at the end of it, Janice says... I need to get it back for Miss Fisher. Yeah. Bolton's a father. I, I can't remember. I assume you're right. Yeah. Michaela has a baby. Yeah. And it's all about who's the baby daddy. Yeah. And it's Bolton. Yeah. Was it Bolton? Yes. I can't remember if it was. Oh, did she Martha when you need Didn't her? she try to convince Bolton it was his and actually it wasn't? No, but then actually it was. <laughs> uh, no, Okay. So, she's holding a baby who claims it is Bolton's son. Bolton's yeah. mum advises him to get a paternity test. Bolton becomes even angrier that Michaela's baby, Michaela's baby, Kyle, is not his. Yeah. But at the end, they end up together because he still loves her. Yeah. But but we can imagine they may have broken up in the intervening two or three years. Yes, when he joined the army. Because Michaela, as we remember, is against the army. That's it. She puts chilli sauce in the eyes she of does. the army. <laughs> she She does. Halcyon days. Yeah. I mean, I have some timeline questions in a second. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so Barry objects to Jack selling DVDs in the school. Yeah. Um, Bolton sort of comes in to mediate. And then Tom arrives, sees Bolton. And uh, Barry sort of being all his cocky self. And Tom says to Barry Never Barry that Bolton was top dog when you were still in primary. Mm-hmm. Barry Never Barry is 18 years old. I feel like it's just an expression, to be honest, Tom. I don't feel like we need to go this far into it. I'm going to go this far into there it. Is, there is a missing year <laughs> in this show. We don't need to try and understand. Barry never Barry. 
And to be fair, Barry Number Barry's an idiot. He could have been held back. (laughs) I don't like it. Okay, cool. You you had a whole bit there, didn't you, that I just traded on. Do you want to go back for... Do you want to do the the adding, the subtracting? No, no, don't worry about it. No, it's fine. But Bolton was top dog uh, series three. Yeah. So if we include the lost year... Oh, wow. But was Bolton top dog series three? He was in the bad boy jacket. He was top dog. Okay. Um... (laughs) So that's if we include the lost year, that's six years, uh-huh. which puts Barry back. Never As Barry twelve, so year seven or year eight. Bosh. Well, <laughs> he's eighteen now. He's turned eighteen. So when he started, he would have been eleven. So he'd been seventeen. You go back eleven years old. End of primary school. Well, depending on where in the year it falls. What I'm saying is, is that it's not unbelievable. I think it's unbelievable. Um, I didn't like it. Didn't okay. Enjoy it. Um, so uh, Bolton then sees uh, Grantley and Grantley says oh you know because Barry Never Barry is being taken to the cooler um, and Grantley says oh you Bolton you were a diamond in the rough and he's just a snake in the grass and then the conversation between Bolton and Grantley just sort of flips on mm-hmm. dime because um, Grantley Grantley sort of says oh you know you didn't do your music then um, and uh Bolton says, no, 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 it, it didn't work out for whatever reason. And I joined the army. Um, and then Grantley becomes suspicious that there's another reason why uh, Bolton's there. Because uh, Bolton says he's just passing. And Grantley says, no one just passes this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fair. Because yeah, then it, it requires Bolton to have just been like, oh, I just happened to know that you moved to Scotland. If, yeah. my, if my school had moved, I don't reckon I'd know. No. 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 Um, so... Uh, the, the someone's written skirm on Connor's locker. Couldn't they have picked something more clever? Like he, he he's done a thing, right? He sets fires. I think last week you said Bernie, Bernie, <laughs> <laughs> Master Burn, Master, yeah, Master Burn. You laughed at it again, yeah, twice. And spoilers, listeners, that wasn't a week ago. It was twenty five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, Tom's really showing that he's not in his thirties yet. He's just giggling at Master Burn. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, so um, then Liberty joins the anti-Connor brigade he did set fire to a child yeah but Liberty's going to very quickly exit the anti-Connor brigade well because he, he sees that they also want to you know they, they go to the Janice Bryant school of vigilante <laughs> they really justice do. an eye for an they eye really a burn do. for a burn yeah <laughs> we, we very quickly explain that Christine has been fined for perverting the course of justice Mm-hmm. Because we must end that story in a week, just as we ended last week. Um, Sean objecting to Christine still being at the school in yeah. one line of dialogue. Yeah. So uh, uh, that teacher now has, I believe, a criminal record. Yes. Um, much like Dante was found criminally responsible for yes. killing a child. I haven't said that in a few weeks. No. All oh, felt good on the tongue. <laughs> um... <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to say anything. Right, yeah, that's why you draw the line. Um, but yeah, Christine, a teacher, has just been found guilty. There's no press. No. Uh, Bolton has been in Afghanistan. Uh, Audrey is going on about how he's a hero. And Grantley does a rant about how working class boys are being used as cannon fodder in corrupt politicians' phony wars. Uh, do you have any uh, opinions? Why, why are you asking me? <laughs> No, no reason. No reason. I just thought you might have an opinion uh, on much, corrupt politicians' phony wars. I much prefer Blair's domestic work. 
Um, it's, it's, it's very much the the, 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 the new Labour devotees. It's kind of like, what about this? Uh, we don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those things that, like we said last week, is there elements of something interesting in the episode, but it's all characterised around nonsense. Mm. So Grantley in this is really interesting, and he is making an excellent point. I, I, is... I think all of the Grantley stuff in this episode is excellent. Yeah, and, and like you know, he's making the correct point. Yes, and you'd think a school which is historically and teachers who've historically dealt with underprivileged kids would actually have a greater stance on this. Yes, because it is the, the those kids who are recruited into the army yeah. and who are sent to go and do these things, regardless yeah. of the motive. But what's fascinating is that last time they did something like this with Michaela. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing was that Jasmine Qureshi was quite vocally anti-army mm. and she faced serious criticism for it from senior staff. Yeah. Whereas this is a fairly senior member of staff who was there at that time and didn't yeah. say it then. Expressing I feel like view. he did. It just feels like consistently Grantly. I don't know. I don't know that he said it at the time. And I think when... Nikki first came in, he was a bit like bootlickery towards Nikki because of her military background. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. But yeah, maybe it's different. When but you... in this episode, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So we were, but I, maybe you could argue that it's because it's because of the like the the not delivering on your promise thing. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's the path of kids from underprivileged schools, you know, get very much easily Being wilded. Being cannon fodder in corrupt politicians phoning wars, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Nikki- Can we not have this thing where, you, you, like, because every now and again I make a tongue-in-cheek comment about liking Blair's Britain, I'm suddenly pro-Afghanistan. <laughs> I never was... <laughs> Um, Nikki then pulls Bolton up on the fact he's wearing fatigues instead of his dress uniform, which I thought was going to play more of a part. No. Because it's odd, because they keep, it's almost like the show itself doesn't know what the mystery is around Bolton. Right. Because at yeah. that one point, I, I felt like, oh, he's impersonating an army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, absolutely what I thought. Yeah. Because, yeah, because he's like, he's wearing an army uniform, but it's the wrong army uniform. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's, this is, the, he goes... <laughs> Nikki just goes, you're wearing your running away clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not your official visit clothes. Um, so for some reason, Barry never Barry, like, pretends to be romantic towards Rhiannon. To what end, I don't understand. To what end, I don't know. So he gives her a, a necklace. They play a Green Day song. Yes. Later Green Day, though. I quite liked it. Yeah. It's not a song I was familiar with. No, no, but you can tell by the voice. You can tell it was him. Absolutely. Um, So, uh, Grantley is then, he's talking again about Bolton. He says, the army breaks more men than it makes. Um, And then he sort of mournfully says that that Bolton had talent. Rhiannon uh, is then sort of paired with Bolton to like show him around the school or whatever. And Rhiannon is like ranting about the PRU and saying all the bad things about it. And Bolton says, glad we never had that. I would have been signed up. Now... Oh, here we go. Well, they sort of did, and he sort of was. Was it skills for life? Yeah, where yeah. they like separated them from the mainstream, did one to ones, did life skills stuff. Yeah, they just didn't call it that. It was literally the same thing. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was on the moors. Yeah, he was. 
<laughs> yeah, he was on a cliff yeah. with Bob the Builder crawling towards him. They put him in, they put him in a prison for a day. They did. <laughs> they did. Prison gates did open up for him. A theatre prison. Yeah. Yeah, that, that annoyed me. <laughs> um, Bolton is... So there's, it's quite a small, like, trophy shelf, right? Mm-hmm. But they have... Random student awards they gave out four years ago. <laughs> but students in a different country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, here's the netball award for Danielle. Here's the most improved student award for Paul. We find out that Paul is selling shoes in the Arndale Centre. Mm. Nice little Manchester reference. Yeah. I, I found it really difficult to remember who Danielle was because it wasn't... It didn't say Andalicia. Yeah. <laughs> We all know this, that Danielle's surname is Andalicia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Bowen's like, why have they got my boxing trophy? I was like, didn't he win that while he was on performing enhancers? Yeah, didn't he only do like one fight? He did one fight. One underground, like, basement fight that Dante promoted. Yes. And then one official <laughs> fight where he was on drugs. <laughs> yeah, unmarked pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apparently he was like district champion or something. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Well, yeah, didn't he, like, swear off boxing after that? Wasn't that, like, a whole thing? Yeah, yeah, he was all about his kayaking then. <laughs> very odd, very odd. Um, so, uh, uh, Bolton's talking to Rhiannon, and we get, like, a sort of, uh, like, a gunfire flashback, like a trauma flashback. At this point, because I was watching this out loud... Ob- obviously like... filled with him lying on some grass just outside the school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> supposed to be Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Desert warfare. Yeah. Famously verdant Afghanistan. <laughs> the fact that it was filmed outside the school is really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, at this point, because I was watching this in the living room and then my wife was looking somewhere else and she goes, are you watching Waterloo Road or a war film? Waterloo Road. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then I had to explain the fact that sometimes Waterloo Road, is it's a soap opera, but sometimes it does like horror horror intros (laughs) and now it's doing proper like Kill Bill platoon style Vietnam flashbacks albeit filled on a patch of grass just outside the school (laughs) Um, we find out that that Bolton um, his his best friend out there died in the conflict Um, there's no stakes so why couldn't they just say it was Philip Neverfill (laughs) just for a little bit you know I I don't think Philip Neverfill would have gone to war no I think Philip Neverfield would have had some very strong opinions about the war. Yeah. He would have gone out there and done comedy bits. Yeah. <laughs> Entertaining the troops. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what Philip Neverfield would be doing? He would be one of the... Because they're, they're of a mixed bag, but you know the, the Twitter comedians who, mm-hmm. the moment the Tories do anything nuts... They appear in a suit with a green screen behind them yeah. <laughs> and do a minute and a half impersonation. Yeah. That's what Philip Neverfield would be doing. Yeah. And you know, some of them are good, some of them are dreadful. Yeah. Um, so Lorraine wants Bolton to like speak to the sixth form about being in the army. Um It's it's because you said this about the Michaela episode about the army. Yeah. That, that you know, Jasmine took abuse for like being against it. Yeah. And this is four years on. Something like that. And, yeah. and the level of deference yeah. everyone still gives it, it's very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, because even, you know, I, I think, you know, Grantley, the points that he makes, absolutely spot on throughout all of this. Yeah. But even then, it feels weird in the show itself, yeah. doesn't it? Because, you know, it. but maybe it's just, again, with the benefit of hindsight. But even then, 2013, I feel uh, yeah. like... 
the bulk of us had come to Grantley's opinion by that point. Well, I wonder if it's the fact they've given it to Grantley is the problem. Okay. Because we're so used to Grantley being the holdout against something everyone else believes. Yeah, yeah. And that's usually because Grantley's wrong and horrible. Yeah, yeah. But in this situation, we're sort of agreeing with Grantley. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I still, you know, in, two, in 2013, I don't think, you know... All of them are holdouts for the army in this in this war in particular are heroes going out and doing the Lord's work. Yeah, um, I feel like most most if not everybody, because that's that's the thing that they say about you know Iraq and Afghanistan. Like everyone's forgot everyone who was for it has forgotten they were for it. Yeah, it's trying to you know despite the fact that at the time opinion polls like yeah let's go do this. Now it's like oh yeah not not a single person in Britain thought it was a good idea. <laughs> Um, but Bolton's talk, it's fair to say, is not thrilling. No, he just reads an army. He's just reading which again, out a leaflet. plays into that idea that he's there impersonating an army officer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Tom sort of throws him some questions to try and liven it up. Um, and then Grantley chips in with what makes the British army better than the terrorists? And that, that sort of puts an end to the whole uh, affair. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Rhiannon sees uh, Barry Never Barry like uh, laughing about the prospect that he could ever have got with her. Um, and he calls her a munter. That feels like a very mm. late noughties, early 2010s insult. Yeah, yeah, I definitely wasn't using munter by this point. No. No. Um, yeah, it was de- definitely a secondary school thing. So yeah, yeah. Because it fits. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Rhiannon like, leaves uh, Bolton's army backpack, which she's got down somewhere and Barry never Barry takes it I just feel like because Bolton walks into the school knowing he has a gun in his bag yes I just like you know full context when I was this isn't about gun when, um, <laughs> I thought you were going to a really harrowing story <laughs> yeah but uh, on our holiday last summer there was a point where I was getting because there's the whole story about when I put my phone in my pocket went on a roller coaster and it fell out yeah. since then I've become very very paranoid about where my phone is on right. roller coasters because of reasons yeah um, on a roller coaster you're allowed to keep your bag so you wrapped it around your legs yeah and I tucked the phones into the pocket in the front of the bag I remember being at the top of the roller coaster I was actually on it active <laughs> and I couldn't unfocus my mind <laughs> going is my phone still in there yeah and I, I zipped it out to, to check that was with a phone yeah. Bolton has a gun yeah. and he just leaves his bag in the care of a 16 year old a loaded gun loaded fully <laughs> yeah. loaded full metal jacket as they say there's just a bit where Scout Scout likes books again now yeah cool after, after acting for the last probably series yeah her new nickname she's never read a book her new nickname is Frankenstein yeah Dr Frankenstein sorry um, so Rhiannon announces that she's leaving to go and join the army that was a big switch, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Barry, Bar- Barry Neff Barry is looking through Bolton's bag, finds this loaded gun, um, and then gives the bag back sans gun. Yes. Oh, by the way, because when someone asked in the in the talk, um, did you shoot someone? We had an army talk at our school and someone asked that question. Yeah. What it's, is yours? It's like the hot, the hot fuzz thing, isn't yeah. it? Is it true? There's a place in a man's head where if you shoot it, it will blow up. I, I always remember, <laughs> I can never unpack what the lady used to avoid answering the question. So someone said, have you ever shot someone? She said, imagine all of you are stood at the end of the field um, and you've all got a football and you're all kicking at the same time towards a goal. You'd have no way of knowing if you... Um, oh, I see. Which one of you scored? Yeah. 
So so she has been part of a firing squad. Is what she was like. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I was like, I don't know. I feel like you should have a better handle yeah. on this. Um, and then the when she said that, so I went. So is that a no then? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's an anecdote that has been complicated by the invention of VAR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do we want to talk about Audrey and Christine going to a salsa class? No, it's just always salsa classes, isn't yeah. it? Whenever there's like an activity, like, like it's just like after you get to forty, are we allowed to do anything else but go through menopause and do salsa? Yeah, it's... <laughs> that's just the only two plots people have for them. I'm curious about Audrey's lunch times. Oh, she walks. Yeah. <laughs> she power walks yeah. the salsa, <laughs> and the lunch breaks. The school lunch breaks that we would have would have been 50 minutes. Yeah. At most. Yeah. She's, you tell me she's getting to a salsa class, putting on her shoes and doing the salsa. And then getting back. And there's a salsa class on during the middle of the day. Aren't these people at work? Well, I, well a lot of them are older. So maybe they're not at work. Yeah, but evening salsa classes. Yes, you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't know. So, um, Tom makes Grantley sort of semi-apologise to Bolton. Um... Connor has brought Imogen, like a scarf thing. Oh, Connor. And Imogen goes, oh, to cover my scars. And Connor goes, yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. Bro. <laughs> it's very much, you remember the in-between is two, where Jay buys his girlfriend a wee fit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the same energy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, oh, Connor, man. Yeah. Stick to starting fires, mate. <laughs> This romance thing in for you. <laughs> and that's me saying that. Yeah. So, the, the, Dynasty and Casey have decided they're going to burn Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a ridiculous sentence. No. And then at one point, Casey says, you're either with us or against us. Yeah. <laughs> Again, everyone, the whole crowd, only a sift deals and absolutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, li- li- this is where Liberty decides to, put, to tap out of the... The, the burning and so they, they like intimidate Lula into being a part of it T- to what end for narratively to what end narratively she's just there and but like there are other kids there yeah to hold him down yeah so why does Lula need to be I guess because you need to have one person at the point be the dissenting voice go guys I think we shouldn't do this I guess but that could have been one of the kids without speaking roles but then you have to pay the kid <laughs> I don't know if like then why couldn't it have just been Liberty who was already in the storyline yeah she could have like gone along with it and then then had her like oh no at the moment wait are we actually going to burn him yeah 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 I thought we were just you know playing around or whatever (laughs) don't know you don't play with fire Connor learned that the hard way yeah 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 so Bolton uh, is sat with Tom at lunch and is fretting about being sent back to Afghanistan and then he says I think I might be in a bit of trouble and Tom's like, okay, we're going to talk about this. And then Sean shows up and goes, oh, we've got a, we've got a meeting. It's really, really important. It's going to happen totally off camera about none of the plots. Yeah. And, and Tom's like, no, this is a situation I need to be dealing with. And Sean's like, it's so weird. There's a MacGuffin. Yeah, it's really. Come see the MacGuffin, Tom. Really odd. Um, I've just read Audrey is so rainbow rhythms. Oh, yeah. Um, I do like the actress who plays Audrey. Yeah. She's just having fun. She is. She's enjoying herself. She's having more fun than the script deserves. Yeah. Yeah. She's having a load of fun. Um, uh, Barry, for plot reasons, shows Rhiannon that he's got a gun. 
Rihanna doesn't run immediately to the nearest authority no, figure. No, she doesn't. No, she she banks that information. Yeah. <laughs> and like Barry is at best a garden variety criminal. Yes. Why does he? He's know- not Earl Kelly. Yeah. Why does he know how to handle a gun? To check it's loaded. Well, he puts it in the waistband of his shorts, which suggests to me he doesn't know how to handle yeah, the gun. But like, if you because gave... that is how you get your penis shot off. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you gave me a loaded gun yeah. right now, I would not know by watching movies how to take it apart and check that it's loaded. We do learn very briefly that Barry never Barry found a gun in his dad's shed and was like playing with it. But that doesn't mean he knows how to take it apart and see. No, but but I guess it. He he is interacted with guns before um so i guess i guess that's maybe the, the the sort of the inclusion of that um so chalky then sees that bolton runs and hides when a police car goes past the school so yeah bolton um gets his bag back and he's looking for the gun but finds only an empty holster and then so sean tells barry that he has to make drinks for this pru meeting that evening because she's found out that they're all going to visit their dad later. Mm-hmm. And so she's vindictively stopping him seeing his dad. Yeah. Um, I thought there was going to be something to do with the meeting with the dad that was going to pay off. No. no. Nope. They only get to eat the drinks. They're just sort of de- <laughs> they're just sort of heightening the tension between Barry and Sean, I yeah. guess. It's just... I just find the the Barrys are so cartoonish in yeah. the way that they... It's like they've done the Kellys again, but worse, and without the time and attention. Yeah. So Barry's whole, like, no one messes with my family. It's like, it's just because you've been here from day one. Yeah. And there wasn't, there wasn't the balancing act. No. So, like, Earl had, you had Sam as someone who was trying hard. Um, Marley. Yeah. Thank you. Um, again, I was like, flick and Marley. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, who was like gifted and again was was trying hard yeah and then you had Denzel who was kind of like the person negatively affected by Earl yeah whereas all of these ones are just mad in their own way yeah um so uh Bolton admits to Tom that he ran away from from the army because he can't go back to Afghanistan um I think when they first decided to name a character Barry Barry Mm -hmm. they thought oh that's really funny yeah. And then they wrote a scene like this where they have to have a character run in. It's a very serious moment and say, the gun, Barry Barry's got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nonsense. Yeah, it's very, it's like a straight out of Austin Powers. Yeah, it is. It? it is. Um, There's a subplot here that you're, you're skipping out and I feel like it's on purpose. Sonia. Yes. She's just a cartoon in this episode, isn't yes. she? Yes, doesn't come to anything though, does it? So. I, don't, I hate it. I find it quite entertaining. Yeah, it's quite fun. So she wants to sleep with Bolton. Bolton's agreed to go for a drink with her. There's one bit where she's, where she's like booking her like a restaurant and then there's like an option to add a hotel room and she just clicks it. Ah, oh, Lord <laughs> love a trial. Yeah. Lord, Lord love the confidence. Yeah. She, she struck out with Austin Healy because yeah. she was sick on a lady's boots. <laughs> yeah. I do want to apply a little bit of the Steve Buscemi test here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Bolton has found out that Barry Barry's got the gun because Rhiannon explained it. Um, and then the PRU are having a class with Grantley. Um, and so Bolton bursts into the room where the PRU kids are, wrestles the gun off Barry, like waves it at Grantley and then fires it. 
but it seems to be like it's an accident. But I he doesn't so. fire a gun, he fires a potato gun. Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, so like, you've had said this before about the Earl, Kelly and Maxine situation. Yeah, the potato gun shooting. Yeah. And I sort of brushed it off then. But this, I actually rewound it to check the gun had gone off. Yeah, yeah. Because it is, like you say, it is like sounds like a BB gun. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound very, very threatening. No. I don't really understand why this escalates to a hostage situation. No, and that's my big frustration with this episode, is I think actually the Bolton story is quite good yeah. up until all of this happens. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's not clear and, why that character decides he suddenly has to take people hostage. And narratively... Yeah. Doesn't it make more sense that he goes, I'm a coward, I have PTSD, yeah. my friend was shot, yeah. um, and then you go... Barry Barry's got a gun. Yeah. And surely, narratively, you go, Bolton redeems himself in his own eyes and, you know, takes the gun from Barry, whatever, it's been waved about, he protects someone, he saves someone. Yeah. And then he can still go, you know, I don't think I'm a coward, but I'm definitely not cut out to do this anymore. You know? That, that makes far more sense than what happens, which is him just waving a gun around. Yeah. We have a hostage situation. Um, uh, so J- Jade's obviously in there, and Rhiannon um, points out that, you know, Jade's here, she's pregnant. I-, I thought it was quite cavalier to bring up uh, Bolton's dead best friend and his girlfriend at this point. Yeah. Um, given the sensitivity of the situation. Yeah. Um, so Rhiannon goes, oh, you know, you're, you're, Dremba, you told me that, that, that your best mate's girlfriend was pregnant. Mm. Um, and so they let Jade out along with Casey. Um, Bolton uh, rings his mum on Grantley's phone we don't get to hear or see Candice sadly no um, that would have been nice um, so then Grantley says oh when the going gets tough the tough cry to mummy right challenges Bolton to shoot him and then starts quoting Wilfred Owen love it when Grantley gets literary oh. love it God anthem for doomed youth is the, the poem he's quoting yeah, no, no one likes it when you bring Wilfred Owen to the party. <laughs> um, so Bolton is like holding the gun near Grantley and then Grantley starts reeling off the names of former students who have been killed or injured as part of the military. Including? Yes, someone whose surname is Beasley. Paul Beasley. And he pauses like he's giving it dramatic effect. Always nice to have a Beasley in there. Yeah. My last name got a speaking role. Yeah. So... Mine is a faceless dead combatant. Yeah. It's a plot device. Yeah. And he says to Bolton, you're one of the lucky ones. I really loved this. I Again, I really liked it. Because I can imagine the Grantley doing this. Yes, absolutely. I, I totally can picture it. Um, it's totally consistent with his character. I just don't like the fact that it had to escalate to a hostage situation yeah. for him to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I thought I thought it was really good. Um, and then Bolton then gives the gun to Grantley um, and Bolton starts crying and they, they embrace. And then we see the military police leading Bolton out. Yeah. Um, and then so as as he's going, uh, Rhiannon has found one of his boxing trophies and gives it to him. Mm-hmm. And then Tom is grilling the military police officer who says, you know, we'll assess him for PTSD and he'll be taken to a detention centre. And we will never hear about Bolton Smiley. We'll again. never hear about him again. No. So Tom then is giving Rhiannon like a pep talk. Um, and then they have the these senior leadership meeting 
and which presumably was the one that Baron of Barry was supposed to make drinks for. Apparently so. Yeah. Um, and Lorraine says, in the wake of this this gun situation, I'm closing the PIU. She isn't out of order to suggest closing the PIU. No. And then people go, Rhiannon can only be helped through the normal school, through the PIU. Mm-hmm. But no, she could absolutely yeah. be in the normal school. She start, She joined this school before the PIU existed. Yeah. But suddenly it's like she can only stay here because yeah, of it. It's, it's weird. weird. So yeah, Tom and Michael try to defend the PIU. And Rhiannon comes in. Um, so she's got a picture of Bolton and she's suggesting hanging it on the wall of the PRU. He just tried to shoot someone. <laughs> he tried to shoot specifically those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a picture of him on the wall yeah. to remind ourselves of the day we were nearly shot. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. Um, so yeah, Rhiannon defends the PRU and Lorraine sort of comes around on it, says, you haven't convinced me, but if you guys can get your exam results, then that will show the PRU works. Yeah. Um, there's a scene between uh, Barry Never Barry and Michael. Yeah. Where Michael's like, I'm going to explain you because you had a gun. And then Barry convinces him not to. Yeah. Um, and I was writing the line from the Simpsons movie where Bart says, Marge, you just bought another load of crap from the world's fattest fertilizer salesman. <laughs> Yeah, it's just... How does Michael just not see through this? It's, it's like last week with their watertight alibi for, yeah. the, for the drugs. <laughs> Every bad thing that's happened, they know with these people. Yeah. Well, they, at this point, they know that he stole two cars of staff He's he stolen two cars and brought a gun to school. Yeah. So... Uh, Tom then finds Grantley in the staff room and Grantley claims that he made up all of the names of the students. Yeah. Um... I think it's a really nice moment. Yeah, I, I like the fact that Grantley's still keeping up that whole yeah. idea that he doesn't care. Yeah. At some point, does he say it to Tom or does he say it to Michael that if you'd listened to me, this wouldn't have happened? Like, yeah, like, he does say that to someone, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, it's just such a ridiculous notion. Yeah. That, like, what What if we listened to you about what, Grantley? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. You'd listened to me about Bolt Smiley five years ago. <laughs> So, Connor's on his way home and he's confronted by this girl gang. Um, Dynasty has a cigarette lighter and Connor's like, yeah, burn me, I deserve it. Because like, again, if I'm going to scare a pyromaniac straight, <laughs> I go for water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm chasing him with a hose. I'm not yeah. giving him what he wants. Yeah. 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 Um, so I- I- Imogen has found out about this from Liberty. Um, and Imogen had been very worried about Connor when he was in the hostage situation. It's very much um, Dante and Chloe, and then um, yes. Selena. Selena, yeah, yeah, yeah. Selena, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know when just, Dante rescues Chloe from the fire. Yeah, yeah. She's just I'm pregnant. I don't believe you. Yeah, the end. <laughs> and she was never seen again. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so Imogen runs in and stops them as they're gonna burn him, maybe. Um, and then he's like angry saying, oh, what am I supposed to do? I said, sorry for burning you. What more could I do? I hate it. They flip it on her so much. And then she comes over to him and he like touches her scar and then they kiss. And it's all very weird. Yeah. In one episode, she goes from being the rightfully wronged party to why won't you forgive me, Imogen? Yeah. It's, uh... I, like I, I think I would struggle to form a romantic relationship with someone who had burned my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then lied about it. Yes. Maybe on day one, if you just go, look, I'm sorry, 
you walked into a room where I'd set a fire, an accident happened, etc. I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. But to then hide it for weeks. Yeah. Um, that's the end of the episode. I thought this was quite good for the most part. No, same issue as last week where there are elements of it I liked, but it's just like the Bolton, the bookends of Bolton introducing the PTSD and then the conversation with Grantley I liked, but then there's just a ridiculous hostage situation in the middle. Yeah. I don't think you need the hostage, you don't need the stakes of a dream team hostage situation. <laughs> it's very dream team, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I remember I used to, when I used to watch The Bill. Oh, there was a hostage situation every three weeks. The, the, the next time trailer for every episode was a character with speaking role being held at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We're done. We're good. We're through with this. <laughs> I'm so excited to not be talking about this anymore. <laughs> um, next time trailer. Um, uh, Jade's pregnancy is finally paying off. Yeah, Chekhov's pregnancy. Chekhov's pregnancy. Um, so, but she's got the forms to give the baby up for adoption and then she's giving birth in the school because obviously with her trousers on yeah now I'm not an expert <laughs> yeah meanwhile some stuff with Connor finding a pregnancy test and having a conversation with Imogen about that and then the PRU pupils are going to get a chance to quote unquote showcase themselves and Barry sort of looks menacingly at Sean as he's preparing to showcase whatever he's showcasing yeah do you know what I wouldn't trust Barry with a projector. No. 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 I, I feel like he's lost his projector privileges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, play out song, Green Day, I think. Are we picking a good one, though? No. Oh. You know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Oh, oh Love. Oh, yeah, that, that, that classic Green Day song we all like. 